Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 NG 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my new friend Howard, who's known around the Taiwanese and professional community as Howard Shu. 是的，今天 NG 英文非常幸运，终于邀请到了之前航空签派员 Emily 的空中老公、空中飞人老公来到节目上，跟听众朋友们分享他在人人好奇的这个航空业的故事。My guest today is Taiwanese. However, he has grown up all over the world. He is a pilot, an author, a self-proclaimed nerd, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my new friend Howard. Hi, everyone. Hi, John. Boom! What's up, Howard? Thank you so much for joining us today on NG Ingwen, my brother. Dude, you are awesome. So, a little backstory. We had Emily, your wife, on the show maybe about a year ago at this point,、mm-hmm. and we kind of mentioned you in passing. Oh no! And yeah, all bad stuff. By oh, the way. oh yeah, of course, all bad stuff. You know, <laughs> Ugh, Emily. And you know, she was like, "Yeah, you know, it'd be great to get my husband on the show, but he's traveling all the time because he is a pilot." So he tried to get me. You know, yeah, get me in trouble. You know, <laughs> I'm so glad we had some time, and you're here. So. Welcome to the show. Could you give a little high level? Who is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Howard? Thanks, John. First of all, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Just really quick.、Uh, my name is Howard. Hello, everybody.、Um, I'm 32 years old, and I'm a soon-to-be father of two. Right now, I only have a two-year-old at home, and、uh, Emily and I were expecting our second child in October. Woo! Congrats, <laughs> dude. What? So that's like. The biggest thing right now for me, because now I work as a pilot for one of the major airlines in Taiwan. I fly the triple seven as a、uh, cruise captain, which is a、um, a more senior position position than the first officer, and、uh, but not quite as high as a full functioning captain. So kind of in between. I think in one of your previous shows, you guys talk about the ranks in, on the flight deck. But basically, you have the captain sitting on the left seat, and you have the first officer sitting on the right seat. My main job, in addition to being a first officer, is to relieve the captain、uh, during cruise, such as a flight from Taipei to Los Angeles. You know, those take thirteen to sixteen hours. You know, depending on the wind.、Um, so the captain can't be the, on the flight deck the whole time. So during the time when he、uh, goes to the bunk, and I'll be、uh, relieving him. So cool, flying the triple seven. Yes, the seven seven seven, <laughs> Boeing potentially with this triple seven or Airbus. Is that right? Right, but you know, like, you know what they say, right? If it's not Boeing, I'm not going. Right. <laughs> I wonder if people are changing that slogan though lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Netflix show. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, so so cool, flying the biggest airplanes right now, commercial、yeah. airliners. And as it's a cool title, say that title again. You're not the first captain. You're not the main pilot. You are the、uh, in Taiwan they call it the cruise captain or a senior first officer. So cool,、yeah. cruise captain. That sounds that sounds pretty badass. Second in command. <laughs> Second in command. So cool. Thanks for giving us the visual of that. Thank you. I'm a visual guy, so、yeah. I pictured you actually just flying to LA right there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're, yeah, we're on our way. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I, I do that flight with、uh, your airlines quite often from Taipei to LAX. So、yeah. shout out to you guys. I love that you are now. In aviation, you seem to be such a lover of facts and knowledge about aviation. And I was hoping, though, we could start with kind of the origin story of you getting into aviation. Sure. Yeah.、Um, 
funny that you mentioned how I like facts. Well, I just be honest. I'm 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 a super nerd. <laughs> I'm I'm the kind of guy. <laughs> Nerds are in <laughs> and nerd for like, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the kind of guy who just like you know I'll start doing research on Wikipedia. I'm maybe reading up on the, um, I don't know like aerodynamics, whatever. Then I'll end up reading the the Spanish Inquisition. You know, <laughs> just you know, just I love that. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. you're a curious guy. That's so beautiful, though. I hope you never change. So keep going with that. <laughs> oh, thanks, John. Yeah. But in terms of my origin story, you know, like a Marvel character, right? Uh, when I was younger, my dad was in the Navy. So you can say he was my, he's always been my role model. Still is. And you can say he's my inspiration. To um, He encouraged me to get into this this industry. But when I was younger, when I was a kid, um, we were always talk about like um, ships, you know, battleships, ships, you know, planes, you know, whatever, you know. So that piqued my interest at a very young age. And when we were living in Taipei, you know, you know on the weekends, he would take us to um, my brother and I. Uh, he would take us to the um, uh, that airplane alley uh, near Songsan. Ah, yes, where the planes land. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, love great that spot to go um, plane spotting. Yes, you know? yes. Just just inhale all the exhaust, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. It's <laughs> but a blast, also yeah. see all the cool planes because yeah. so many planes actually fly in and out of yeah, yeah. Songshan Airport. Yeah. Um, but that that little alley is mostly the landing, I guess, unless the wind changes. Right from mm-hmm, what I've learned. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> I have flown. A few times now. Yeah. <laughs> but with the prevailing wind in Taipei, you depart the other direction. So in, in the airplane, uh, alley, whatever it's called, most of the time, most of the time you will encounter approaching traffic. Got it. Yeah. yeah so planes coming in from the east, I believe, or the west, right? Mm-hmm. That's the west. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. Shout out to your dad. Sounds like he's been a great role model and still is a great role model. And it's so cool now because Howard, you are, have a great career in aviation, but Emily and you have now just co-authored an incredible book, kind of about fun facts, really, about yeah. aviation. Is that right? Yeah, like I said, I'm, you know, biggest nerd that you meet. Um, He's the biggest nerd. He wrote <laughs> a nerd book about yeah, aviation, yeah, and I love go. it. <laughs> it's for aviation geeks, so I guess, you know, we're, we're in a good crowd. So the book I wrote uh, is called, um, well, in English, it's called The 50 Facts That Old Airplane Aviation Fans Should Know. Or in Chinese, it's called 飞机迷都想知道的五十个超知识. It's interesting because, um, you know, during the pandemic, you know, everybody's staying at home. I was quarantined. I was still, tra- I was traveling, but, you know, I was quarantined here or abroad. And my good friend Brian called me. He's like, Hey, Howard, um, hey, you want to write a book together? <laughs> so I was like, Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> um, so Brian called me and then, uh, let me get my wife involved, Emily. And, um, you know, the three of us, we can, we can just pull our collective knowledge together. Let's come up with a hundred facts, you know, but we end up with 50, but, you know. Let's just try to do something with, with our time, write something, make something of our own. So that's the, that's a whole um, motivation or inspiration behind the book. I, I love that. Using your downtime, your pandemic time mm-hmm. so wisely. I can't think of how many people created a book during the pandemic and you did. So, so cool. And it's about fun facts of aviation, important facts, really, more mm-hmm. of the kind of the science and aerodynamics and stuff like that. Would any fun facts stick out to you? That you you just love, or you feel like you should share about planes and, and flight. For example, um, did you know, John? Um, when you're doing cruise, you're flying straight level, right? Right. So but, cruise is that kind of the highest altitude, right? When you are you're reaching cruising altitude, mm-hmm, is that right? Mm-hmm. So okay. you're so, not you're you're neither taking off, climbing, not, or nor descending. You're, got you're, it. You're, so, you're, you're in transit. Got it. So we call that cruise. Yes. Cruise. Keep going. Gotcha. You think you're level, but you actually you're actually uh, pitched up at an angle. Mm. Had you had you ever noticed? That yeah. makes sense, though, essentially because the air needs to go under your nose 
to be hitting your wings to keep you at least be is that is that that's how my science is thinking right there right but i know the air, aircraft um is designed to keep that angle for efficiency okay yeah. so just barely not noticeable to a passenger but the aircraft is incredibly long right so yeah. try to walk from the tail to the nose it's like, I have noticed that, and it is a little uphill. It's a workout, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. please, please don't do that in the flight, because then you know you're going to get escorted back. The seatbelt signs were off, <laughs> Howard. <laughs> you're like, hey, uh, you know this guy, you know Howard. He said, uh, you know, it's a simple workout. You know, I had to get the blood flowing. <laughs> but um, first captain told me in in a book Emily wrote about when she was younger, she actually dropped a marble on the floor. And roll all the way to the back. Mm-hmm. So also, don't don't go around dropping things now. <laughs> fun fact, though, that's a great fun fact. Yeah, yeah, you're at a slight up angle, so if you need to get the blood flowing and the seatbelt sign is off, maybe you can take a quick up and down. So your your, your meal tray is actually tilted a little bit up too, so to to keep your food level. Whoa! So the design, I just love this. Mm-hmm. That's making my brain think about all fun things. Yeah. So the tray actually is slightly tilted up, right? When you put it down to help balance it out. So beautiful. Awesome, Howard. Well, congratulations on the book. Thank you. I hope you have a, a con- I hope you continue to have a wonderful career in aviation and I love that you are just so happy to be in this industry. It seems like you just care about it and I oh, love I, that. I love it. I, I love my job, you know. Um, you know, in the last few years I think uh, the fire movement's got uh, pretty popular. Can I interrupt here? Fire. F- financially independent, retire early. Yes. But for me, I'm like, I don't want to retire early. I want to, I want to do what I do until I can anymore, you know? That's beautiful. And then some, you know? You've, you've yeah. found something you, you really care about. And yeah. I love that. I'm so happy for you. 节目上半段这边，我们这位超级奶爸兼波音777空中飞人的来宾，马上呢就跟大家介绍了他们飞机驾驶舱里机长的等级之分。好，有副驾驶、巡航驾驶跟正驾驶。那来宾他目前呢是等级比副驾高，但还没有达到机场机长级别的巡航驾驶员。好，就是副驾以上，正驾未满这样子。那正驾驶机长坐驾驶舱的左边，副驾呢坐右边，跟开车一样嘛，对不对？那如果是像来宾这样子是一名巡航驾驶的话呢，就会两边都坐。机长休息的时候坐左边负责开飞机，那人家休息完回来之后呢，就是再回到右边去坐。接着来宾他也分享到，他当初会加入航空业，其实也是因为他爸爸其实是海军出身，所以他们从小常常都会听到爸爸分享各种海军的这个。有关海呀、啊、船呐、啊、这些事情，那爸爸也都会鼓励他们长大后呢，也可以走类似的职业道路。加上除了船舰以外，他们也都会去台北松山看那个飞机降落，有没有？好，如果有去过的朋友，大家都知道那边那个那个画面真的是蛮酷、蛮震撼的。飞机呢，就是直接在你头上飞下来。好，所以大概就是这样子，从小耳濡目染，让我们来宾呢对这样子的职业生涯。跟他从小看到他的飞机产生兴趣，也就默默的踏上了飞行的生活，甚至后来还跟太太利用疫情期间待在家里的空档，一起出了一本书，介绍各种飞机知识。好，大家如果有兴趣的话呢，可以去找找这一本叫做《飞机迷都想知道的五十个超知识》。好，有没有直接线上给他打书打起来？人家打歌，我们打书。
。那其中一个他们刚有分享到冷知识是飞机机体的这个飞行姿态，好，就是说飞机在飞的过程中呢，跟地面水平线其实不完全是平行，而是有一个小小的夹角。我们都知道起飞的时候那个机头高机尾低嘛，对不对？就有点倾斜，然后降落的时候就是相反。但殊不知呢，其实，在飞机起飞降落之间，在我们说的这个 cruising， 在巡航期间以稳定速度前进的时候，它的机头也一样是有微微倾斜翘起来的。难怪每次在飞机上走路都有点像是在走那个跑步机嘛，走上坡这样。这个字我们来练习一下。刚才前面来宾有提到驾驶舱里面飞行员的级别之分，对不对？那大家记得有分成哪三种吗？对，比较低的就是 first officer， 也就是我们讲的这个副驾驶。那再上去一点，比较资深的话，就变成是 cruise captain， 或者是也可以说 senior first officer， 巡航驾驶员。那最后呢，才会是 captain 机长，就是我们的副正驾驶。那他们在飞机上的驾驶舱，除了可以用刚才来宾说的这个 flight deck 来表示以外，一般呢也会有人说 cockpit。好，这两种说法都会通。好，那我们就话不多说，赶快继续听下半段的飞行故事。Do you mind though if we switch gears a little bit? Sure. Something you touched on it kind of at the beginning of the show. You spoke a little bit about being in transit. Hey, that's a pun for us. <laughs> being in transit between. A Western mindset and an Eastern mindset,、sure. you know, America and Taiwan.、Sure. Could you share a little bit about how language maybe played into that role in your life? Yeah, of course.、Um, that's a good question. It's I have to do a little bit of soul searching, dig a little bit deep down. You know, you know, self identity. You know, that sort of thing. It gets pretty complicated. But no, from the beginning, went to Houston when I was about four, and then I、um, went to pre K there. I was a kid. You know, I, I didn't really care about like. Language or learning, I would just play. You know, I play with the kids on the block. That's all I care about. You know, that got me started, honestly. Like, cause then my mother tongue is Mandarin. You know, but I, there's no way I can play with the kids. You know, my neighbor, the neighbors. You know, there's no way I can play with them if I only speak Mandarin. So the few years I spent there, that got me started、uh, speaking English. And I also, um,、uh, that was the early '90s. So I was watching a lot of TVs, Power Rangers. That was my favorite. Yes, I love Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, I think I was uh. Big fan of Barney and Friends. Really, is that a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. I don't、okay. know if it survived. Okay, okay. The attention span these days. <laughs> <laughs> But、um, that also got me really interested in dinosaurs. Now I think about it. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah, that got me started with my English learning journey. I hope it's not a cliche to say、um, I learn a lot from、um, just watching a lot of TV and movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, you were a curious child. You're a curious man now, and. I think that fed perfectly into it. You know,、mm -hmm. you were just wanting to watch interesting things,、mm -hmm. and it happened to be you were watching in English. So, I mean, shout out to your parents who maybe allowed you to also explore that. You know, <laughs> because maybe they were like, "Hey, you can only watch Mandarin, yeah, know, shows yeah. Or, or movies." So, thinking a little bit about that too, you you had both languages really at home, right? You wanted to play with your friends outside using English, but at home you had to use Mandarin. Is that right? Right. Yeah, I was incredibly lucky. My parents are super open-minded. We,、um, you know, they pretty much gave me free reign to do whatever I wanted to do. We spent a few years in Houston. We came back. Also, incredibly lucky because I got to finish elementary school here in Taiwan, so I got a pretty good foundation in terms of、uh, my my manners and my Taiwanese cultural,、um, I guess, development. You know, 
But then we moved back again when I was 13. So um, I kind of got the best of both worlds. So now thinking about aviation, I know the language of aviation is English. But mm -hmm. are you then still able to use Mandarin with different captains or crew members? Or how does that work actually in a kind of day-to-day -day of your life now? Your uh, listeners might find this interesting uh, if they want to be... Uh, in the aviation industry, if they want to get into flying, English is the official language Disguise. of the sky. <laughs> if you want to fly, you gotta you gotta speak English. The International Civil Aviation Organization actually has six levels of English uh, skills. I guess uh, you have to be above a level four to get your um, to be qualified to be a flying pilot. Level four meaning you are fluent in operational English. So I guess you have to be at least fluent. Does that apply for everyone in the plane, or just as a pilot? Just for the pilot. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So what is the, let's say you're flying, are you flying most of the time with other foreign pilots or are you flying with Taiwanese pilots or, and, and how's that go? What's like, I just love picturing you in the sky right now. You're up there for 13 hours. What do you do? <laughs> you know, I got asked that question a lot. Um, oh, yeah. What do you guys do? I mean, you guys just let the Ola pilot fly the plane, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Majority of the time, right? <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably protocol though, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, I really appreciate the fact that in the aviation industry, it's, it's very diverse. You know, uh, we have pilots uh, from all over the world, uh, working here in Taiwan. They're all based in Taiwan, so they all live here. They have their families here. Uh, we have people from South America, people from Europe, people from Southeast Asia, uh, people from Korea, people from Japan. Yeah, from all over the world. But the common thing is, is that we, we all communicate in, in English because in, you know, what else will we be speaking in, you know? I only know Mandarin and English. They know, for example, like Spanish and English. You know, of course, we're going to be talking in English. But yeah, so when we're sitting there, so um, we'll be talking in English. You know, people from so many different backgrounds with different interests and different hobbies. You know, um, I get to know a little bit about their culture, um, what's different and not the mine. Uh, so that's the part I really enjoyed a lot is to learn about uh, why they get into aviation, how they end up in Taiwan, how did they find Taiwan? You know, it's it's always interesting. So that's personally, that's what I like to do. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, being able to kind of connect with them and see the way they think, the way their mind is working, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. thinking about problems or just day to day life. Yeah, it's very very cool. Awesome, Howard. Well, unfortunately, we are coming to the end of the show right there oh okay okay it goes by fast doesn't it yeah it does <laughs> um i have like all these jokes lined up for you <laughs> give them to me one by one right now <laughs> that was a great one right there yeah. but a question i'd love to end the show with is yeah. if you could go back and talk to a younger howard would there be any advice you give yourself about flying writing books now anything if i have a way to talk to myself my, a younger version of myself i'll be like hey howard sit down listen in a few years there will be this thing called bitcoin Go, oh my god <laughs> go, go sell your honda civic and just go all in on that and then diamond hand that through kingdom come and then you wouldn't even need to worry about english or aviation you can do whatever you want of them with the money you're like the 20th person <laughs> from all different industries who has said that ex what 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 is in what's going on right now <laughs> Well, you know, we we missed out. You know, uh, I I remember vividly. You know, when I read, um, I forgot was it was it. Uh, but anyway, I saw the news that a guy bought like a Papa John's pizza mm -hmm. for ten thousand. Two, two Papa John's pizzas for ten thousand Bitcoin. Ten thousand. I I remember that day. I remember I remember exactly what I was doing that day. And then I thought, this is crazy. This is like peak market mania. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I do think, though, as I have studied blockchain, most sane people, if they would have invested in Bitcoin, would have probably sold a long time ago, though. Yeah. Because they're like, ah, it reached $1. Yeah. I need to get profits. And so I doubt s- they would have held this long. <laughs> <laughs> so the second thing I'll tell myself is, hey, yeah, diamond hit that, you know. Yeah. No. Got but, it. But seriously, though, um, if I have to do, give myself an advice, a younger, give advice to a younger version of, of me, um, it would be just to be, you know, be comfortable, uh, with the, the person you are, you know, um, when we're younger, we always feel pressured uh, to conform with your peer and, um, to do what other people like to do, you know, to, to dress the way how other people dress like. But, um, if I can just tell myself, Hey, um, just be who you are. Um, you're super awesome. You know, um, don't worry about other people like you or but don't worry about what other people say. You know, just, just have fun. Just, just enjoy yourself because you're never going to get that time back. Mm. Just wear the pilot's captain uniform if you want to. <laughs> there we go. I love it. Great <laughs> advice to your younger self and everyone listening. Beautiful. Awesome, Howard. Well, where can people maybe find your book online? Where can they find more about your life online? I think the book is sold through all major bookstores in Taiwan, so you can probably find it. Uh, the name is called 飞机迷都想知道的五十个超知识. Yeah, and um, we checked, and it's, it's actually on the shelf. Hey, yeah. there we go. Awesome. Well, congratulations. I love that you love what you're doing. That's a beautiful thing in this world. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for having me, John. And uh, thanks to Angela. She's pretty awesome. Shout out to Angela. Shout out to Angela. Um, she is awesome. I love her. Peace. <laughs> 节目下半段这边来宾提到他四岁跟家里搬到美国的时候那因为后来又有回台湾念完小学才又搬到美国好没有啦我们不是财经理财节目不是财经小姐姐好那结束之前我们来听两个片语一个是刚才来宾提到他在台湾把中文底子打稳然后搬到美国后也因为地缘关系英文也学起来让他能够中英都学中英都通这样子就是有the best of both worlds。好，从字面上这句片语，我们很容易可以发现，就是在表达两个世界里最好的这样子的一个一个概念嘛。哈。那用中文简单来说就是双赢就是两全其美两种不同处境的好处都得到了这样子例如你今天可能远端在家工作好了那在家工作好处就是不用出门省通勤省时间然后又有钱赚 
，好，对不对？这时候呢，就可以说 you have the best of both worlds。另外一个是跟 block 街区有关。刚才来宾不是有提到他以前还小还不会讲英文的时候，虽然能够跟家里附近的小朋友玩，但是就就是没办法跟人家讲话沟通嘛，对不对？那这边讲的这个家里附近的小朋友，或者是简单说就是邻居嘛，哈，当然我们可以是就是直接就说 neighbors 邻居，但如果是想要有点变化，用其他方式来表达的话呢，就可以像刚才来宾说的 kids on the block， 好，街头巷口的这个小朋友，街坊邻居这样子。但有时候，如果你听到有人说，哎，那个某某某是 the new kid on the block。就变成是有点是把这个意思做延伸，表示这位某某某呢是新来的意思。好，不管是公司里面的 new kid on the block， 还是说教室、学校，都是可以用来表示新来的这样。好，那另外有时候也会有 around the block 这种用法，通常是分两种意思啊，一个是附近，好像像假如你说，哎，我去家里附近走路去散个步 ，I'm just going to walk around the block。好，或者是哦，那小店杂货店 ，it's just around the block， 就是在街口，就在巷口附近这样子而已。好，除了这个附近的意思以外，它也可以用来表示很有经验。例如今天如果说，哎，公司某位新来的这个 new kid on the block， 其实呢 has been around the block。好，就是说人家虽然新来的、新加入的，但其实也是颇有经验这样子。好，那今天一样，希望大家在我最后一次现身的这一集呢，也有学到一些东西。这三年来，非常感谢大家的支持，不嫌弃我天籁般的声音。好，没有，没有了，开玩笑，大大家大概唔敢嫌啦哈。好，那大家有兴趣的话呢，可以去找找看他们来宾讲的这本书。那从今往后，也要继续多多收听我们新团员的解说哦。拜拜。All right. Well, that is the end of our NG Ingwen show for today. I just wanted to give a special thank you and goodbye to our wonderful co-host Angela Ma. Angela has been with us since the beginning, and this show would be nothing without her constant commitment to helping us learn about foreigners and Taiwanese here in Taiwan. We love you so much, Angela. We wish you so much success in your next chapter of life, and thank you from all of us here at Xipingfeng ICRT and me personally with NG Ingwen. Bye, Angela. With the closing of this chapter with Angela Ma, we will be welcoming in a wonderful new co-host with me named Steph. I can't wait to show you more about her life here in Taiwan and all over the world, and you can get to know her week by week. We'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.